0: Folks, one of the biggest things that I get asked is, oh, I wish I could attend something that has a move of the Holy Ghost, something powerful that is life-changing. Well, guess what? I've got the answer to your prayers because my good friends over there at The Appearance Ministries, Augusto Perez, is having a very powerful event coming up June 14th, 15th, and 16th at Christ Central Church in McAlpin, Florida. The information is on your screen. The Appearance ministry presents show me your glory event folks this is going to be an incredible three-day event if you are looking for a life-changing powerful move of the holy spirit get out to this event for more information go to the announcements tab at theappearance.com that's theappearance.com folks get out to this you will never be the same this isn't a conference this is a manifestation of his presence nationally syndicated media personality and author sheila Zelinsky, aka weekend vigilante you're watching the sheila Zelinsky show the only program to bring you the truth behind the headlines prophecy and the deeper things of god with a focus on spiritual warfare And now, here's Sheila. Never before in history have we seen such an urgent need for spiritual warfare. Are you desiring a powerful and successful prayer life with other like-minded prayer warriors? That's what we have put together in SWAT Prayer. SWAT Prayer allows you to join like-minded prayer warriors across the West and worldwide. So you simply go to SWATPrayer.com, you type in either your city or your state, you hit enter, you see the SWAT prayer icon that comes up on the screen, you click on that icon, that is your state leader. Simply connect with them and they will put you in touch with prayer groups in your state. God is raising up a powerful body of spiritual warriors ready for battle. Spiritual warfare attack teams that are storming the gates. We are fighting a spiritual battle and as Christians we can make all the difference in warfare prayer. As Christians we are given the power and authority. It's our responsibility to use the tactical weapons that God provided to storm the gates. Never before in history has warfare prayer been so urgently needed. As Christians, we can make a difference. Go to swapprayer.com today. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sheila Zelinsky show. I want to jump right into the program. Wow, where did May go, everyone? Wow. Well, I have a fantastic guest. He is back on. I have so many requests to have him back on. And without further ado, I want to jump right into the program. Why? Because we have a lot to get into. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the program one of my favorite men on the earth today. He is a powerful apostle. It is Cuban evangelist Augusto Perez from TheAppearance.com. Augusto, welcome back to the program. It's so good to have you back on.
1: So good to be back with you, Sheila.
0: There is so many people that are Bound up with stuff right now, Augusto. You've got people with generational curses. You have people that have not been delivered from, let's call it, spiritual baggage. And you know, as if it was not bad enough that the church, for the most part, is asleep at the wheel. And you know, I really get concerned. As such a big percentage of the church, they don't have a clue anything about deliverance. They don't know about demons, and they sure don't know anything about offensive spiritual warfare. You know, if they don't deal with their stuff, they don't deal. With the baggage, they don't deal with demons, and they don't learn how to defend themselves, they're not gonna make it, Augusto. And then now, couple that with demonic doorways, and there's a, multiple ways which demons operate, and it's not just what you think today. So, you picked the right program. This is going to be one of, the, one of the most powerful shows of this year, and we're also going to pray at the end. You recently actually wrote about demonic doorways, so it really, I thought it was a good segue to sort of talk about this coalescence of stuff the enemy is you using as well as stuff that we need to look at. There's a combination of stuff here.
1: Exactly. Uh, see the thing. The thing here, uh, Sheila, is that we can fight. You know, all these demonic entities and all these uh, principalities and powers, and we can do all that warfare fairly well, as long as it's we're doing it against somebody or for somebody else. We're fighting. We're standing in the gap, and we're doing this. But it is another matter, totally different, when it is us that we. It's you know we are defending ourselves and we're fighting for our. Very lives because now our emotions are engaged you see our emotions are engaged and our feelings are engaged And then you have to bring into play all the things that, you know, each one of us went through as we grew up. Uh, We all have um, things that we uh, picked up uh, growing up. When we were born again, we basically were baptized and uh, we started serving the Lord. But all that baggage, we brought it in. Not every baggage is demonic, really. Uh, That is the tricky part. You know, demons do feed on baggage and, you know, things of that nature. By baggage, I mean... We have insecurities. We have re- we have been rejected. We have been hurt. We have developed, basically, other personalities to survive, really, what we had to go through. You know, we all have gone through that. And um, because of that, whenever some of these things come against us, those other parts of our life are triggered, you see. And sometimes there is a demonic involved because demons take advantage of all of these things. But what I'm trying to get at... Sheila, is that sometimes these other personalities is basically people develop them out of survival. We all do. Everyone does. Uh, this is the tragedy. And then anything that happens, it triggers. It triggers. It triggers. And then that other personality or that other part of us, if if I can call it that, comes to the surface, which is, you know, to protect us. Because if we don't fight, we won't survive. We won't make it. And so that part of us, and we all deal with this. We all deal with this until we die to the self and we allow Jesus to fill all in all, which is a, a process in life. Yes. But everyone has those uh issues. And uh, the reason those issues exist is because what we go through in life. We all go through very difficult uh, situations. Uh, people are bullied. I mean, who, who hasn't been bullied? People are bullied. People are abused verbally, emotionally, sometimes physically. And they engage in very difficult circumstances where it's, it's almost a fight for survival in their in their homes, in their lives, in their jobs or whatever. And And so in the midst of all that, when we did not know the Lord, this is how these things developed. This is how these things developed. And I remember myself, uh, personally, I can talk from um, personal experience. Uh, I went through a very difficult time in my life where I had to become, if you will, another person to survive. The pain was so powerful. The trauma was so powerful that it, it hurt too much. It just, I couldn't handle it so i had to become strong i had to become stronger and that strong personality emerged but uh unfortunately it, it, it was a personality that was that was not as sensitive it was not a tender hearted it was kind of more hard-hearted more uh if you will a, a very uh tough skin it had to be like that in order to survive yeah uh, you know so this this is what people deal with and you know throughout life whenever things happen these things are triggered these uh, personalities now some people have heavily demonized personality disorders and others are just you know they have another personality which was basically just to survive it's not it's not of God I'm not saying it is of God because we have to be transparent and he has to feel all in all but what I'm saying is this is why it happens and it It takes takes, uh, for some people longer than others to let go and just trust the Lord. Uh, you know, and, and come to that place of um, of surrender and dependence and total vulnerability. And that is tough. That is tough. But anyway, that was just a little background, a little kind of uh, information there on why these things happen, why everyone has trigger points, you know, why everybody has different personalities that surface to defend themselves, you know, to defend themselves, to be able to cope with things. Yeah. This this takes a long time to uh, to get rid of. I'm not talking about the demonic part. I'm talking about saying, hey, I don't need to be like that. I I don't have to act like that anymore because Jesus is in control. He is my defender, my protector. I, I don't have to be tough anymore like that. I don't have to give as much as I take. I, I'm not going to handle it, you know. And so we come to that place where eventually and slowly that thing, that other personality that we used to use to survive, it just dies. It subsides, you know, that's what the Apostle Paul calls the old man, you see? And so many times I wondered uh, when Paul, Apostle Paul was talking about the the old man, you know, uh, I said the old man, well, you know, I, I knew, I always knew, I was taught that it is the flesh, you know, it is the the way we used to do things, but I never knew why. See, we were never taught why we do things the way we used to. Why Why do we do it that way? Why do we handle things like that? Where did that come from? And the, the answer is, it came from a habits. And I have talked about this uh, in times past. We are what we think, Sheila. We are what we think. We think something, and then those thoughts, if we... Think them every day, and we think them a lot, they become, uh, if you will, actions. We begin to live them out. Then, if we do them a lot, they become a habit. And then, once they become a habit, then they become a part of our culture, part of, of who we are, part of our personality. And that is what our personality is it is the makeup of everything we have lived, we have been through, culture we have evolved in. Uh, you know, the background we came out of All of these things With all of its pains And all of its joys And all of its happy moments And sad moments All of these things Become a part of us Our personality And uh, with that come You know As I was saying before Personality that we had to develop Along the way We picked up along the way A, a tough A tough exterior A tough A tough if you will A, a fighter To survive And uh, to make it And uh, and so all of those things Make Make up what the Apostle Paul calls the old man, see? And uh, with the, the lustful desires and its uh, pet sins and its habits and all of that stuff is the old man. So once we are born again, then that old man dies. It, it's supposed to die literally when we are baptized. However, ex- experientially, it's different than what is symbolically. And experientially, uh, the old man rears its ugly head every now and then and tries to surface with all of its, you know, all of its habits and all of its things. And maybe that that old that old personality traits that we developed to fight, you know, all of a sudden it rises and it's triggered and there it is again. And um, many times, you know, we, we chalk it up and we think that it's all the money, and sometimes it is. Sometimes these things are really demonic, but other times it's just uh, you know flesh. It's just personality, things that people made up, developed in order to survive, and that that has to die. That that cannot be cast out. We cannot cast out the old man. We we the old man has to die, and so that is a process in life, and it takes it takes a while. It takes for some people maybe it takes uh, more than others, but it is a process of dying out, and so this is the key here that I wanted people. To Understand that, and that is that sometimes there are demonic things that we need to deal with, and those are real. Those are real, okay, no doubt about it. However, there are other issues in us that, as I shared before, because of everything we've gone through, we developed and we had to become like that. We had to become tough and maybe use foul language, you know, to be respected and to, you know, people push us or we push. All of these things happened for a reason and they became a part of the old man okay and so that part of of people that cannot be cast out that has to die and so the old man how do you deal with the old man the old man you you crucify the old man and you know the demonic strongholds you cast them out and of course you know the, the doors you've opened you close them the uh, All these other areas, you know, you deal with them. If, it's, uh, if there's wounds, they have to be healed. And so all of these things are, have to be dealt differently. Uh, you, you treat a wounded person differently than you treat a, a demonized person. And so, that, you know, those two, they go together, but they're not the same. And you deal with um, someone that is, that the old, you know, the flesh part of them, the old man is strong. You deal with that differently than you deal with uh, someone that is wounded, someone that is demonized. And how you deal with that is that it has to be crucified, it has to die. And so these are different areas in different ways. And then, and then, of course, there's, of course, the generational curses and the wickedness, iniquity that is deeply embedded in us, that, uh, you know, was embedded through uh, in us through the years as we were growing up and and those things have to be dealt with differently than uh, just uh, uh, casting out a a spirit you know Casting out demons is very easy. That's the easiest part there is of this whole thing, okay? That's easy. And the reason it's easy is because demonic entities submit. They submit to the name of Jesus. So that's the easiest part. The other aspects are not as easy. And that is what I'm talking about, the the different issues people deal with, personalities that they have to develop in order to survive, the the traumas and the, the curses that they were passed on. To them, the soul ties that develop. I mean, some of these uh, situations where um, the soul ties exist are so hard to break because they go back so many years and there are generational soul ties too. And so, you know, all of these things are different. And they are handled, they have to be handled differently. And so this is where many times uh, people make mistakes. You know, we, uh, Sheila, you know, and I know you're into uh, deliverance ministry. We uh, are into the deliverance ministry. We are like doctors, okay? We are like doctors, doctors of the, of the soul, okay? Spiritual doctors. I am just going to use a nice analogy, okay? Because I had a situation with my condition with my throat where I inhaled uh, some, you know, fumes and uh, man, it messed up my throat. It was, it's my fault. I was dumb. There was no a good flow of air. So it was my fault. It was, it's totally my fault. And I already, I asked the Lord to forgive me because it was my fault. But anyway, God is healing me. And I have been to the doctors and I have been to different doctors and you know, the doctors, they tried to treat me. One of them tried to treat me as an infection. And you know what? It didn't work. Another one tried to treat me as a, uh, not a viral, a fungal infection. And that didn't help too much another one treated it as a just an allergy well that helped a little bit but not totally so the moral of this story i'm sharing is this that just like doctors many times they hit and miss they try to treat people uh, for a condition that may not be the real issue the root problem in the in the spirit realm you know doctors of the spirit realm that minister in deliverance and these things we also have to be careful as not to misdiagnose the people and make mistakes just like these doctors. So, you know, this is just a very, very important thing to remember. This is something that I, I teach and I, I share with uh, with the people when I'm teaching them on this subject is that there are many, many uh, different things that may be affecting people. And sometimes we, we're going to have to deal with it as a demonic thing. Sometimes it is just a, a, a wound. People that are wounded, people need healing. Sometimes it's just rejection people need to be healed from that spirit of rejection which could be combined with some demonic in in there too and sometimes there is a combination of one sometimes there's two sometimes there's several so we this is where we need the discernment to be able to um, diagnose because the weapons that we have are very powerful the weapons of our warfare are (laughs) powerful the scripture says i mean we have the best weapons there are however just like a skilled doctor we have to uh, be able to diagnose the patient before we apply the weapon does does the person need antibiotics for bacterial infection is it a sinus problem is it is it a, a irritation uh, from um, toxic um, chemical vapors that uh, he had what is it that is it a viral infection problem you know so there are all kinds of of different things that have to be looked at and it has to be diagnosed properly so that the doctor can can then apply the right uh, uh, treatment. And we we are basically the same, except in a spiritual aspect.
0: All of us go through different kinds of experiences, different kind of attacks. Like you said, I mean, as long as we're walking on this earth, especially if we are, Augusto, engaging in the enemy, we're going to be going through, this is a war zone, you know, we're engaging the enemy in warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these thrones, rulers, mights, dominions, powers, rulers in high places. But the other thing that's really interesting, and this is really, I want to get into this today because I was so impressed with something that you brought out. Um, You've done a two part thing on it. And it's about guarding against open doors that we've maybe even unconsciously opened in our lives. I mean, I haven't heard anybody really talk about this. And to me, it's it's amazing how we can open doors, can't we and that that increases attacks as well.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. That is uh, a very important issue in opening doors or keeping doors closed. And there are doors that we should not open. I mean, without opening doors, it's it's hard enough, uh, you know, walking through life, but we are protected as long as we, we keep our house in order and clean as long as we try our best to be um, living a, a righteous life, uh, which is uh, means good standing, we're going to be okay. The Father is going to hear our prayers, and uh, we are going to have a protection, a guard of angels. But uh, this this battle. Uh, we're fighting is continuous, and it is against <clears throat> principalities and powers, and wickedness in high places. And the thing that we need to always remember is that we are fighting these entities, these demons, and these demons are basically people without bodies. That's what demons are. They're people, real people without human bodies. And so this is what we're fighting. We're fighting these people without human bodies that hate us. They want to destroy us. Their whole goal is to wreck our lives. And so whenever they have a chance to do that because they cannot do it directly unless they have, they get permission from from heaven, okay? Unless they get permission from heaven, from the throne room, they cannot touch us, which is, you know, we see that in the story of Job. Satan needed permission from the Lord to touch the body of Job because Job was a righteous man. But in all of that, if you read the whole book of Job, even though Job was a righteous person, he had some flaws. He had a flaw. And if you read that carefully, if you read that that book carefully, and, and I read that Book from beginning to end more than once. One time in my life when I was going to, I was going through hell. Okay, and I, I became, if you will, uh, identified with Job. And uh, I read that book, and I, I began to study it. And in the book of Job, if you read it carefully, there towards the end, you begin to get a glimpse of why uh, the enemy was able to touch him. And you know, it doesn't say it in so many words. It doesn't say it. So you have to kind of read between the lines and you have to connect the dots. But, you know, the three friends, you know, of Job, boy, they were they were not really friends. I'm telling you, friends like that who needs enemies, right? <laughs> but one thing I've learned, Sheila, is this is what I've learned, okay? This is what I've learned. Your enemies will tell you things that your friend will not. Your enemies will tell you things that you need to know. Your enemies will tell you things you need to know that your friends will, will not tell you. Maybe a good friend will, which are rare, but most friends will not tell you the truth, and the, your enemy will. So the enemies serve a purpose. Enemies serve a purpose. They They told Job all kinds of things, but one of the things that I saw there is that Job basically boasted like he had done nothing wrong, like he was perfect, okay? And if you read carefully, that comes out loud and clear, like Job really... Okay, began to say, I have done nothing wrong. I I have done nothing wrong. Nothing. I am perfectly innocent, right? And of course, after that is when the the Almighty shows up and (laughs) begins to ask him questions like, Where were you when I created the foundation or when I laid the foundations of the earth? And he begins to ask him profound questions Where were you when I, you know, separated the, the waters? from the land and where were you when I created Leviathan and you know basically it was the almighty just letting Job know hey Job you know you don't know diddly squat son you think you think you do but you don't I know who you I know your heart and you know like the scripture says our heart is desperately wicked and that's the mistake Job made, that he thought that he was not, that his heart was not desperately wicked, that he was not. He was good, and he was, you know, he had done nothing wrong. And so after after all that episode, then, of course, the Almighty restores back to Job everything that the enemy had taken. But, uh, you know, all of these things, and I don't know why I got on in, in, in that subject of Job, but uh, this whole thing is that we have an accuser of the brethren continually accusing us and because the, the the enemy cannot touch us unless the Lord allows it then he has to use people he has to use other people and uh, he has to use family he has to use friends sometimes the enemy uses those that uh, we love the most or we care about the most sometimes to hurt us and so when these things happen we have to remember that and we have to look at it through the, uh, the, the, the glass or the, the, if you will, the lenses of the spirit, that this is not them doing this. They're merely being pushed. They're merely being directed to act like that towards us, to hurt us, to uh, spite us. And uh, you know that is a way to look at things and to be able to forgive them, okay? It is very hard to forgive people for some things that they do, and they do things, and they say things. Sometimes they they say it knowingly. Sometimes they say it without realizing what they're saying, but they say those things and do those things anyways. And so it is very hard to let go of these things unless you release them to the Lord and you realize, like Jesus said at the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. You know, um, they don't know what they're doing. They're just being led around like, you know, like blind people leading the blind by these demonic entities. They don't know what they're doing. And so many times we have to stop and take a moment and stand back and look at it from that point of view. And it will change our perspective. It will change the way we look at things. And when we realize that these people don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying. They're blinded, just like Second uh, Corinthians four four. Their eyes have been blinded by the by the prince of this world. And so, <clears throat> this is how we can uh, slowly but surely become uh, forgiving, become uh, uh, if you will, merciful, graceful towards others when we realize that uh, they're blind they're just they have been they have been taken captive by the enemy at will basically that means they don't know what they're doing they're blind they're dumb and so whenever they say uh, to us uh, you are belzebub you are you're crazy you are you know blah 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 basically those words we know who's saying those words we know who's saying that so at the moment what we uh, re- you know before we react and we, and we get back at them and say, no, no, you are the one that, you know, and blah, blah. And when then the strife and the fight before we get into that, we, 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 have to realize what's going on in the spirit realm. And, uh, when we, when we do that, the more we practice that, and that takes practice, a lot of practice. This is not something that you just do in uh, one day, and you do it like that from then on. No, this ha- this takes practice, and it takes practice and practice, like you know, walking in the walking in the uh, practice in the presence of the of God. It takes practice. It takes practice to realize that we are living in a world that is saturated with uh, people without human bodies, demons, and there's fallen angels, and there are holy angels all the time around us. And there is a battle going on continually. And so we have to be aware of that. And we have to always be uh, aware of this in order to react properly. And sometimes if we are blessed, the Lord may open our eyes and allow us to see what is really going on in the spirit realm. They
0: study us. They know us. They know who their enemy is. And it's sad that we really don't, do we?
1: No, no, of course not. Remember that there's... Some spirits, uh, demonic spirits, that are called familiar spirits. And the reason they're called familiar spirits is because they're familiar with the people. They're familiar with their families. They're familiar with their ancestors. And they have lived in that that bloodline for a long, long, long time. They've been passed one to the other. And so mm, these things could be a spirit of infirmities, spirits of um, depression, spirits of cancer, heart problems. You name it—all these diseases. You know, uh, drinking. So some of them are diseases. Some of them are vices: drinking, alcohol, gambling, uh, smoking. One time, I was I was ministering to this uh, man when we were pastoring in Miami, Florida, and he he was a tremendous pianist. His last name was Brito, which was one of the most famous pianists in Cuba. His last name was Brito, and he was his grandson. And he, I mean, he could play that piano. He could make that piano sing. And when he came to the Lord, we, I, you know, we baptized him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was set free from drugs. He used to do drugs. He used to do, um, shoot heroin. He would smoke pot. Uh, crack all the all the all the heavy stuff but not only that he also practiced palo Mayombe, which is a santeria uh witchcraft he was into santeria he was a palero he, he used to go to the to the cemeteries and, and dig up the bones of the dead. i mean this guy was into some heavy stuff and uh god set him free from all of that but you know what he was not set free from smoking mm. how do you like that smoking. He couldn't, he could not lick smoking. He couldn't let it go. Now, this was many years ago when I was still very young in the ministry, in the Lord, and I didn't know all the things I do now, but, uh, and I try to come at it. I try to deliver him. From that, the same way I try to, you know, I I delivered him out of, you know, all the other stuff, you know, power of Jesus name and the blood and casting demons out and this and that, you know, fasting and praying. And I try to do it the same way um, with smoking and it didn't work. It didn't work, which goes back to what we were talking before, Sheila, because I misdiagnosed it. I Mm. I misdiagnosed it. I, I was I was going at it the wrong way. Because what we were dealing with here was a generational curse, and it was also, what I was dealing with here was a trauma where he developed this other personality, if you will, that smoking, you know, smoking and playing the piano, that became somebody else to him to help him through what he was going through. And I did not diagnose that. I couldn't see that. I couldn't discern that. So I could never deliver him out of that particular one. He's still saved. He's still serving the Lord in Miami. And I don't know if he's still addicted to nicotine. But, uh, you know, he was a beautiful brother. That was the only thing. That was the only problem he had. And so <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is that these things are real. And, uh, you know, all of these things that people uh, have in their, in their life, it can come as a generational curse. And many times if they don't realize that, they accept it. For example, how do you open a door? Let's talk about that. You know, when I go to the doctor, uh, Sheila, And I'm sure everybody listening out there, sometimes they go to the doctor, right, when you don't feel. They give you this long list of stuff, right? Has your father and your mother ever suffered from this and this and this and this and this and and that and this and that and that and this and this and that? Well, they even make you
0: fill out a long form, a four-page form about how granny had cancer and is there any liver and any cancer and any heart disease. They've really put some thought into this.
1: Oh, yeah, because their reasoning is that if your grandmother had it, if your granny had it, your grandfather had it, your grand-grandfather had it, your father, you have it. And so we're going to treat you for that, whether you like it or not, whether we believe it or not, this is the way it is. And so what they're doing is they're forcing people to accept their generational curses. I mark everything in there. No, 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 nothing. I don't have any of that. Junk in my generational DNA because that's where they're hunting for. You know? And I had never thought about it that, but but that's exactly what it is. They're forcing people. Hey, you have a generational curse, and you know what? There's nothing you can do about it, and we're gonna treat you whether you like it or not. And that's how we're gonna proceed. And so you know what I've done? No, I am not accepting none of this, none of this in Jesus' name. <laughs> so I shut the door right there. The moment you say yes. 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 You already opened the door there.
0: So that's, that's, that's one way. You give it life that way. And, and let's talk about this because I think this is really amazing to me, Augusto, how, listen, I'm not going to tell you to throw all your oils out and everything else, but I do want to touch on something I rarely hear anyone else talk about. There are things that we bring into our home that bring a curse as well, even a death curse. A lot of these essential oil companies are owned by witches. They'll outright tell you. A lot of these hexes, vexes, potions lotions witches know what they're brewing up here and I mean when you go to places like Africa and you just mentioned like the Palawambe the Santeria witchcraft they, I mean listen these people know what they're doing and whereas we in the west are a little oblivious to this kind of heavy level witchcraft but this stuff is real and ask the Lord what is in my home that may be, you know, touch not the unclean thing, do not bring these things. They're an abomination to the Lord. So we really have to pay attention to what is brought in our home too, don't we?
1: Absolutely. Our home is the, our sanctuary. This is the place where we should feel safe. This is where we should feel safe.
0: Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, one of the biggest things that I get asked is, oh, I wish I could attend something that has a move of the Holy Ghost, something powerful that is life-changing. Well, guess what? I've got the answer to your prayers because my good friends over there at The Appearance Ministries, Augusto Perez, is having a very powerful event coming up June 14th, 15th, and 16th at Christ Central Church in McAlpin, Florida. The information is on your screen. The Appearance ministry presents show me your glory event folks this is going to be an incredible three-day event if you are looking for a life-changing powerful move of the holy spirit get out to this event for more information go to the announcements tab at theappearance.com that's theappearance.com folks get out to this you will never be the same. This isn't a conference. This is a manifestation of his presence. You're watching The Sheila Zelinsky Show.
1: In order for we, for anyone to have a safe home, you know, they call these places now sanctuary cities, right, in the, in, the, in the nation. Well, our home is our sanctuary, right? It's our sanctuary. So we have to protect it. And the reason to, uh, the way to protect it is you have to be careful what you allow in there, okay? And uh, some people may argue and they say, well, uh, I'm, why Why is that going to affect me? I mean, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't, you know, worship anything like that, any, any foreign god or anything like that. Well, <clears throat> the thing is this, demonic spirits are attracted, okay, to fetish things, like you said, oils that have been uh, mixed, uh, concocted by people that that you know are involved in the occult, or somebody uh, preparing it, okay, may have even a, maybe they're not involved in the occult, but they may have an ungodly anointing. They may be evil people. They may be. Uh, not good people, you follow what I'm saying, and they are they get their hands in there, and they are preparing stuff that you're going to use in your own body or in your own house. And you know, uh, a lot of people don't believe this, but I do. I believe there is positive anointings, and I believe there are ungodly anointings. There are holy spirit anointings, and there are ungodly spirit anointings. Uh, let me give you an example. Paul wore a a uh, an apron when he was healing the sick, right? And uh, that apron that he wore, okay, that piece of clothing, whatever you wanna call it, it's called by different names in the Bible, but it was anointed, it was anointed. And so he caught a piece of that clothing and he gave it to people, and that, that, piece, of, that piece of clothing healed people when they touched it, when they put it on their body, when they brought it into their home. It was anointed by God, right? Well, the opposite is also true. There can be objects that have an anointing which are not of God. And uh, when you touch those things, and this is where a lot of people don't believe it. Now, a lot of people believe that if they touch a handkerchief that is anointed by a man of God, they can get healed. And I have seen that. I, we have sent handkerchiefs overseas to other countries, and anointed them with oil, and those people have been healed and set free and even saved. And even in the States, I have seen this happen over and over and over again. But the opposite is true also. There can be ungodly anointings, demonic anointings. And these things can come on, uh, uh, you know, oils, like you said, can come on clothing, It can come on, on jewelry, all kinds of things. And when people get these things, and they wear them, well, you know what? You have put in your body something that instead of being anointed by God, it is anointed by the evil one. Oh, Brother but I don't believe in it. It doesn't matter. It's a point of contact. The enemies see that. You see, just like just like the angels see, right? Just like the angels see, and the Holy Ghost follows that anointing and manifests healing, manifests the presence of God, right? The same way those things are ev- uh, anointed in an evil way. And when people put those things on their bodies, they are basically, uh, you know, they, they have put a, a point of contact on their bodies that that, that is demonic. And so the, the demonic entities will uh, use that to afflict that person. I have seen people that have had uh, jewelry that was, you know, not good. It was not, uh, it was from foreign country, or it was built here in the U.S., but it was maybe, uh, it was weird. And it had a demonic anointing on it, and they became sickly, they became, uh, they had problems. And the moment they, they threw that away and destroyed it, they were healed and delivered. Same things with people that have uh, pictures in their home and have objects that they bring in from overseas. Those, those things are, demon- not all of them, but some of those things are demonically anointed. And when you bring them into your home, those things are going to have, if you will, they're going to have an anointing on them that is not of God. And it is going to attract demonic uh, entities and all kinds of demonic activity. Now, why would you want that around you? So these are all open doors. These are all open doors, you know, and um, and this is a very big topic. Doors, we can open demonic doors and we can open spiritual doors, right? There are spiritual doors that can be opened as well, but there are definitely demonic doorways that can be opened. Both are real. And if the people don't understand this, they only believe that you know the, all the, the the good things, the divine doorways, you know the blessings, but those are the kinds of things I would change doctors. Yeah. and by the way, most doctors are, are like that nowadays. they don't tell you any of these other things they don't tell you any other bad stuff. they basically don't tell you you know you got to stop doing this you got to no all they do is they prescribe you with a, with a pharmaceutical. And uh, that's it. They go on. They give you pharmacia to make you forget about your pain. And that's it. They don't tell you, listen, this is what's causing your problem. We have to deal with the root of the problem. No. And so this is why I try not to go to doctors anymore, because we don't have the good old fashioned doctors like I was talking about. So anyways, there are a lot of things like this. I was talking um my newsletter. You know, there are certain things that the Bible talks about that are not good. They're not good uh, to have around. Uh, usually these are creatures of the night. These are creatures that the Bible calls creatures of the night, like um, owls, frogs, snakes, storks. There's something about storks that's kind of weird. Uh, and anything, you know, and anything that may not look right, there may be pictures that you have in your home that um, you bought at a garage sale, and because it only cost a buck. <laughs> and you thought it was big and it would fill a hole in your wall that you needed to put a picture in. But you, you don't realize that that looks kind of weird. That picture is kind of weird looking and uh, there's a bad anointing on it. When you look at it, you know, that's the first impression you get. But then you shake it off and say, nah, and then your, your common sense and your reasoning takes over and you say, nah, it's nothing wrong. It's just, you know, it's just this and that. And that's it. But <clears throat> usually that first impression will tell you a lot that's called instinct gut feeling and um, people need to learn how to use it more and pay attention to that more
0: yeah, our Holy Ghost discernment, because a lot of things that come into our home, we don't even think about it. But it, I believe that demons attach themselves to a lot of things, whether we're aware of it or not, this stuff is happening. I mean, look at all the things that witches curse nowadays. You know, we're bringing in a whole lot of stuff into our home. I think it's so good. We wrote a cleansing your home prayer and power prayers because you should be cleansing your home with oil and anointing it. You know, when I walk into a hotel room, Augusto, I command every familiar spirit, every every unclean spirit to get out of that thing. It's the same thing with walking into your home. We don't have to do this daily, but I believe that we have to command all things that are attached to objects, uh, you know, pray to the Lord, okay, Lord, show me what is in here that I need to get rid of number one, then command every devil to, you know, get out of your home. And then you want to be you want to be putting that, you know, Zechariah two five wall of fire, the Holy Ghost, a hedge of protection, we want to be doing this warfare on an ongoing basis. So in the last part of the show Augusto before I get you to talk about a very exciting event that's coming up let's do some prayer and some spiritual warfare and help people if they you know are struggling right now with maybe they have maybe they're all bound up with generational curses and maybe they don't know how to deal with some of this stuff with their home let's uh let's get into some prayer
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, the first thing before we we pray, uh, uh, Sheila, is you know that I want to tell the people is people need to pray these things, these prayers. Okay, they need to pray these prayers and uh, every day on their own. And people have to get to the point where they don't have to depend. On someone else to pray the prayers for them, they have to get to the point where um, they know how to pray these prayers and they are able to do these prayers uh, on their own, and they can do this over their families, they can do this over the um, you know their children, their loved ones, and so forth and so on. But um, one of the of the things that you know uh, there are what they call self deliverance prayers, and and this is one of the self-deliverance prayers that I, I would, you know, I, I'm going to share with the people. You know, it's very simple, but it's very powerful. I cover myself in the blood of Jesus Christ and claim his protection. In the name of Jesus, I now rebuke all curses sent against me, my family, my pets, my property. I break their power and loose myself from any old curses, witchcraft, evil words spoken against me, and all evil assignments. I break the power of all charms hexes, spells, bewitchment, sorceries, occult designs, incantations, importations, spirit of witchcraft, Jezebel spirits, Antichrist spirits, Leviathan spirits, pride, control, psychic powers, and all assignments sent against me. I pray ahead your protection of angels around myself and my family, my pets, my property, my health, my mind, my job, my relationships, my ministry, my faith in the most High. I speak shalom, peace, and restful sleep on myself every night. I break every stronghold of yoke placed around my neck. I declare every one of them gone in Jesus' name. I declare every mission against me by the witches and warlocks and evil entities. They are a failure. They fall flat on the floor. I specifically break off spirits of death. I block every ploy or scheme intended against me by accident, injury, harm, illness. Every demonic spirit serving Satan. You have no authority in my life. Your power is broken. I declare you gone now in Jesus' name. You are barred from returning. Do not harm on your exit. I command you to submit to the blood of the Lamb. And then... I encourage people to do a a prayer of forgiveness. A prayer of forgiveness. Father, I confess in the past I have held unforgiveness and bitterness in my heart against, you know, so-and-so. You fill in the blank that have hurt me, disappointed me. I recognize this as a sin and confess it as sin. You said in your word that if we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I now forgive these people blank, you fill in the name, who hurt me, disappointed me, and then you can see them in your mind as you're doing this. Picture them in your mind, name them by name, and release them from their debt. I freely forgive these people, and I ask you to bless them if they're living. I also forgive myself for all my faults and failures that you have forgiven me of, Thank you, Father, for the freedom from this unforgiveness and from the bitterness and resentment in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, if you have been involved in the occult, and there's some people out there that you have in your past, you pray along these lines, Father, I confess you in the past because of my ignorance, willfulness, or curiosity, I have come in contact with occult things of the devil. I recognize and confess these things as sin and claim forgiveness in the name of Jesus. I confess as a sin and renounce it all contact with the following occult things. Now, I'm going to go through the list, okay? If you have others, add them up. Ouija board, tarot cards, witchcraft, wicca, mediums, horoscope, contacting the dead. I also confess as sin and renounce all and any false oaths that I have made to any god, to Buddha, to any Hindu god, to Allah, to any foreign god. That I may have been involved in. And also you have to pray this prayer to, uh, from opening doors to the devil. Satan, I rebuked you in the name of Jesus. And I'm now closing any doors that a, me or any of my ancestors opened. I renounce you and all your demons. Declare them to be my enemies. I want them out of my life completely now in Jesus' name. I now claim deliverance from any demonic spirits which may be in or around me. Once and for all, I close the door in my life to any and all occult practices and command all connected and related spirits to go now in Jesus' name. All doors the enemy had in my life, I plead the precious blood of Jesus on these doors and gateways of the devil. And then if there's any bondage in your life, okay, if there's anything that you're dealing with, pray prayer along this line. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of his precious blood, I now break, renounce, and loose myself From any generational curses, psychic heredity, psychic powers, demonic strongholds, bondages, physical and mental illnesses, curses that may be upon me and my family bloodlines as a result of sins, transgressions, iniquities occult, psychic involvement, my parents and any of my ancestors, my spouse, ex-spouses, and their ancestors. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I now renounce and break and loose myself and all my descendants from evil curses, charms, hexes, spells, jinxes, psychic powers, bewitchments, witchcraft, sorcery, which may have been put upon me and my family line, From any person or persons, any occult or psychics, I renounce all connections and related spirits and command them to leave now in Jesus' name. Now, if you have a soul tie that you need to break, you got to break it. You got to break it. Father, I renounce and I break all the ungodly soul ties which I may have had in the past with religious systems, adulterers, drunkards, Masonic lodges, worldly relationships, cults, demonic spirits, prostitutes, any person I had sex with, any homosexual activities. I renounce it now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I break every soul tie and every hold it may have on my life in the the precious name of Jesus Christ by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. If you are one of those that I was talking earlier in the program with a fragmented soul, pray a prayer like this. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you to send your holy angels to gather all these fragments of my soul that have been scattered to different parts and restore them to their rightful place in my heart. Because you are a lover of my soul, Jesus, I ask that you release your holy angels to break every earthen vessel, any bond, any band that has been put upon my soul by any means. Restore all the pieces Of my mind, my soul, my will, my emotions, my appetites, my intellect, my heart, personality. Bring them all into their proper position where they belong, where you ordain them to be. In Jesus' name, praise God. And I believe that uh, I will end it there, Sheila. I I mean, we could go on praying, but I know we're running out of time.
0: That is really powerful. And, you know, go back and listen to this a few times. And, you know, folks, write that prayer down and start doing your own warfare. This is such an important prayer that Augusto just did with these generational familiar line spirits. Well, so in the last part of the show, Augusto, I want to make a comment because, you know, I get people, so many people contact me and say... it's been so many years since I experienced a powerful move of God. You know, like back in the day at powerful revival meetings, tent meetings, where you could feel the presence and the power of God so strong, you you couldn't stand or you get slain in the spirit. And I'm not talking about the kundalini spirits. I'm talking about the real deal. Yeah, there's counterfeit stuff out there, folks, but I'm talking about a real powerful move of the Holy Ghost. A lot of people have never even experienced that. And you know what, folks? Here's the deal. I, myself, can tell you and you know my listeners trust me and when I say something I mean it the only place that I've experienced that in the last decade is at one event and one only and it was at an Augusto Perez event We've been praying all last year he would have one. He is having one. Folks, I want to see people go by trains, planes, automobiles. I don't care how you have to get out to this. Get out to this event. Tell us about this incredible glory event that you've got coming up, Augusto. And we've got the um, information on your screen in front of you, folks. Get into this, Augusto, why people need to get out to this as
1: well. This event is um, a conference that we have done seven times already, and this will be our eighth one. This one I titled, Show Me Your Glory, and is based on 2 Corinthians 3.18. I am hungry for the presence of God. All my life I've been hungry for the presence of God, His manifest presence. And I know that there is that presence that everyone feels. And then there is the manifest presence. And this is the difference with this conference. We see the manifestation of his presence. People are transformed. If you come hungry, if you come thirsting, if you come expecting, the Lord will meet you. We have seen incredible impact on people's lives during these conferences. Many, many people have been filled with um, the Holy Spirit. We have baptized many in, in water, but many have been filled with the Spirit. Many have been set free from demonic oppressions. And uh, the most important thing is that people live changed. We are living in a time when we need His presence. We need to experience His presence. There are people out there that they have never experienced the presence of God, the manifest presence of God. And if you have never experienced His presence, you need to experience His presence. And you need to be able to stand in in the presence of the Most High, and be able to feel at least once in your life that He is real. And that overwhelming presence of God, that love, that liquid love, come expecting, like Sheila was saying, uh, I know that for some people it's a sacrifice, but I believe that you will be blessed you will not regret coming. I have yet m- to meet a person that has come to a, one of our conferences and said uh, to me, "You know, I wasted my time." Uh, it's gonna be if you come expecting, you're gonna receive. And um, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be on June 14, 15, 16. All the information is on our on our flyer. Uh, we have some rooms already available at the at the ho- at the hotels there. Uh, when you call, just ask them uh, for the, um, the the special uh, price for the the conference we're going to have also training happening during the saturday saturday morning we're going to have a training session and also on uh, sunday afternoon at one we're going to meet together again and this is going to be a little different than the evening services so uh, come expecting uh, come ready come anticipating there is no registration fee just let me know uh, if you're coming and how many are coming and i look forward to seeing you there this isn't a
0: conference. This is a, this is a war. It's also, it's a new wineskin. It's just an amazing, amazing, powerful thing that, you know, you have got to get out and experience the move of God because it is so powerful. Your life will never be the same. And you can take, you can take that to the bank. I guess you can take that to the Lord. I mean, if you're taking it to the Lord, he's going to say, listen, get your little buttocks out to Florida because this is going to be, and when I say life changing, boy, you want, to. A, a major powerful healing, deliverance. It's just incredible. Word of knowledge, prophetic. You you just will not leave this thing the same. And boy, we need this in these times of upheavals, folks. We're living in the latter days. And you know, look around. You know, you don't think that we need to fill our tanks. And boy, you want to get your tank filled. We have to do this, folks, because I mean, I get your emails about your churches and you know, people are desperate for a move of God. And I'll tell you, there's a good reason to get out to that. Folks up on your screen, you have Augusto's website, theappearance.com. Go there, check out the resources, check out the dreams the visions and the mailbag. I mean, there's so many wonderful things. Now you're doing a, give us a little quick overview, Augusto, of what you're tackling on your show lately.
1: Sure. Uh, on Tuesday, of course, we do the um, the mailbag, which we answer questions and do communion and things like that. But on Thursdays, I have been doing a series now on the intercessory prayer and uh, intercessory warfare. We have been going through uh, some areas there that people wanted to know and they have been asking me for. So that is what we're doing right now, talking a little bit about the difference between warfare prayer and intercessory warfare. I'm explaining a little bit about that and explaining a little bit about why it's important, why it's necessary. Why it is so powerful, and God is recruiting intercessors uh, nowadays. I know that that you're um, also you're doing that, Sheila, and I, and I just commend you for doing that. Uh, we need to raise up intercessors. Join Sheila's groups, whatever she has them. If you're if you want to join ours, you're welcome to. You know, I mean, uh, as long as you're a part of a of a group that is interceding and and doing warfare in the heavenlies, uh, that's a great thing. We need more warriors. We need more. Inter- And I I believe we're going to see a a tremendous move of the Spirit because of this. We are now in the process of birthing. We are about to see the birth of this move of the Lord, this move, uh, this end time move of God. We are going to see an incredible move of God's spirit on this planet, which is going to be the last one. And uh, right now we're in the birthing. we are it's, it's being birthed right now through his children, through his in precious intercessors. And let me tell you something, people, the most important thing, and I was sharing this the other day with others, the most important thing that you can do in this world uh, in the eyes of the Father is be a prayer warrior, an intercessor. We can preach to God gospel. We can do whatever. We can do these radio shows and we can do other things. But intercessory prayer, the Lord just loves the intercessors so much that he marks them with a sign over their forehead. That's how much he loves you. And so if you're encouraged, by all means, uh, become an intercessor today.
0: Amen. Well, Augusto, it's always such a privilege and honor and a pleasure to have you take the time out to come on the program. Thank you very much. And I look forward to all my listeners getting out there in June. Thank you so much for your time sir
1: thank you for inviting me sheila always a pleasure and god bless you and um, and just keep going sister you're doing a you're doing a great job
0: Thank you, Augusto. Folks, that was Augusto Perez. His information is theappearance.com. That's simply theappearance.com. His information is linked in the description below, as well as the link for the conference information. Please do try to get out to that, folks. I'll tell you what, you will not be disappointed. We have just a fantastic lineup coming up the rest of the week. So make sure you are subscribed to my YouTube channel channel. Make sure you're also following me on the podcast. Make sure you're getting notifications on both. And lastly, partner with this ministry. You can simply go over there to www.sheila.media or just sheilazelinski.com. Go up to the donate and there are options on how to become a partner of this ministry. And we thank you so much for your support and God bless you. Hey folks, listen, do you know how vitally important it is that you subscribe, like, and share these videos? Because when you take that simple action, you're helping to boost the show's algorithms. You know what they're doing out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. They use AI to monitor and distribute content. So when you do share, like, and subscribe, it helps the show appear in more people's news feeds. And that is important with all this Stasi censorship, isn't it? So by liking and sharing, you're actually taking part, spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, equipping the saints, you're part of that. You become part of the harvesting of souls for God's eternal kingdom. So please again, take a moment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Like, share and subscribe.